Hello, this is Brendan O'Shea. Welcome to this exclusive interview from my archives. For a deeper dive into my interviews and features, please explore tall-poppies.com. That's tall-poppies.com. I appreciate your interest and hope you enjoy the content. Today we meet the jazz singer Diane Reeves. Your voice is not your instrument. Your voice is your character and the, the, how you live and what you feel and how you think about things. And um, it's your spirit. It's your soul. And in your instrument is just that, uh, a way of conveying the ideas that you hold inside. My heart is cold and my The American jazz singer Diane Reeves is a four-time Grammy Award winner. She was born in Detroit into a very musical family. It was her uncle, a bass player with the Denver Symphony Orchestra, who introduced her to music of jazz singers, from Ella Fitzgerald to Billie Holiday. And she was particularly impressed by Sarah Vaughan, who turns out to be a singer that many critics have compared her to. Diane Reeves studied music at the University of Colorado and has toured with Harry Belafonte as a lead singer. She sung in Billy Child's jazz band called Night Flight and more recently starred in George Clooney's film Good Night, receiving the Best Jazz Vocal Grammy for the soundtrack recording. Well, this month Diane Reeves has released her latest album. It's called When You Know. The album is made up of many of her favourite jazz standards, plus some of her own compositions. So, when I met Diane Reeves, I asked her firstly about the place jazz has in today's world, a world of MP3 players and internet downloads. Well, you know, I look at this world as we know it right now is ever-changing. I mean, we're in the midst of a lot of transition, just like music and, you know. And when I think about jazz, I just think, wow, in retrospect, I'll be able to better answer this question because um, there are a lot of people who are out there who have access to, like you said, MP3 players and small keyboards and making music. So we'll see. But I know for a fact that there are a lot of very young very serious uh, jazz musicians on the horizon. And uh, it's just um, in a matter of time, we'll be able to see what it is that they're doing. As far as my record is concerned, I am absolutely, I went back and got myself reacquainted with my past, (laughs) you know, Uh, music that I love, music that I grew up, music that really shaped me, but only with a more mature a different attitude, from, especially from where I am now. So for me, it was like a journey and kind of pretty cathartic in a way. Any idea what led you to taking that cathartic journey? In other words, what, what prompted this? What was the inspiration to take that journey back? Well, it started with a guitar tour that I was doing with Russell Malone and uh, Homero Lubombo. And it was just voice and two guitars. It was a pretty amazing tour. We actually toured here in Germany as well. And it was greatly received. But the thing that was happening was we were, both of us, all three of us were going back and, and taking songs that we knew, that we loved, and turning them into part of the show. And it was such a uh, exhilarating experience that I just wanted to keep on doing it. And so a lot of that, uh, those ideas ended up on this record. 
mentioned of course already the two guitars it's a rather unusual combination isn't it to take a musical combination of two different guitarists and voice and to be so inspired in so many different ways was it a lot to do with actually removing a few layers of oh. music to get back perhaps to the core or what, what was that all about yeah that's that's a, actually a very good way of of saying it absolutely removing all the external layers and just making it a very intimate experience a very a vulnerable kind of experience where, you know, we had to really dig deep and make things happen. And the interesting thing that happened was one of the guitarists, Homero Lubumbo, is from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, and he's an acoustic player. And then um, Russell Malone plays electric. And then I'm in the middle and the blending of these voices, um, you know, but the foundation of the music was jazz, but still both having a totally different harmonic vocabulary and the same with me, blending all of these ideas made for this amazing hybrid of music because everybody respected one another and we wanted to make, you know, our goal was to make the best music that we could and, and I think we succeeded. How influential are these musicians that you have around you as far as your inspiration goes and and also as far as the repertoire that you choose along the way? Uh, you've worked with some remarkable people. Well, we kind of do it to each other. There are people, you know, just like in, in your life that you love being around, that you love having um, spirited conversations with. And, and I think that's what it is with the musicians that I end up working with in my bands. They really come because they want to have this experience and with respect of their personalities we become co-creators on stage and this is wonderful intimate exchange that happens um, of ideas on stage that happens that makes it for the magic as far as the repertoire is concerned I mean I always select my repertoire because um, words are very very important to me so I want to sing things that really will make a statement and that address my life in some sort of way. And then the arrangements, with I'll do some of the arrangements, some of the musicians will, or sometimes we'll do the arrangements in the process. And I love it because it makes the music very organic, and it makes it alive, and that's where jazz lives. It's something that is created in the moment. And with everybody having all of their tools in order and being you know, great musicians, there are many things to choose from. So we have no problem reaching and finding you know, new places. I love all the many charms about you. Above all
mentioned already that the lyrics are remarkably important. What comes first, music or lyric? Well, lyrics, you know, for me, because what happens is you can create the music underneath, but if you have something that you really have to say, um, to me, that's the most important thing. Um, you know, with an instrumentalist, I guess the music is something that is the most important thing, but they also always have some sort of emotional subtext, uh, an idea that makes the music happen. Um, with being a, a singer, I have lyrics, I have things that I can say. And so that for me is like the poetry, the stories, the ideas, those are all important to me. How do these musicians that you have around you then help you as far as the interpretation of a song goes? We feed each other, but when we come together, we're an extension of one another's sound. Um, but understanding that at the same time that, I, that I'm the leader of the band and that um, this whole extension of sound is my sound. In the sweet light of the morning, when the What about then the, the process of actually writing your own music and creating your own music in the sense that I notice here today will be a good day as a, as a song that you've written mm -hmm. using the words of your mother, mm -hmm. which sounds like she's a wonderful optimist. Mm -hmm. How does that process vary then for you then to be performing, to actually be creating and, you know, composing a song? Mm -hmm. Well, I think, you know, in the past, any time that I've composed a song, it's always, sometimes the music comes first, but more than anything, the lyrics come first. And then I can write the music accordingly. You know, in this particular record, because I decided to do, like, standard material from R&B music, from all different sources, it was a little different. But at the same time, it was a inspirational process in in arranging these songs so that they have a unique sound. I mean, there's songs that you've heard before, but I feel that the way that I do it is like totally different. And in the process, what happened is once you open up the door to creativity, it starts to flood in. So there have been other songs. We've started writing other songs for the next project. How do these songs change as the years go by as far as your interpretation goes? Do you notice that it's uh, personal developments or maturity or perhaps all those things that happen to us along the rocky road of life, yeah. if any of that has, has an influence on how you interpret the music oh. then? Oh, God, yes, absolutely. It really, really does. I mean, actually, you know, one of the things that I always tell students is that your voice is not your instrument. Your voice is your character and the, the, how you live and what you feel and how you think about things. And um, it's your spirit. It's your soul. And then your instrument is just that, uh, a way of conveying the ideas that you hold inside. And I mean, like they always say that, you know, majority of us spend our lives in quiet desperation. And hopefully through the process of living and learning, those desperate times become times of understanding. And you feel, you know, a little more on top of things that you 
didn't ordinarily feel on top of. And I think that comes out in the music, at least it comes out in mine. Because I feel like this record is a very peaceful record because I'm in a peaceful place in my life. I mean, there are a lot of things that I'm concerned about and I wonder how can I be proactive in making change, you know, both socially and politically. But my life, my everyday to day life is very peaceful. You mentioned, of course, the voice basically being this mirror of the soul in many ways. Has there ever been a time when you've felt that the voice, the sensitivity and the, it being so sensitive as it is, perhaps has actually been almost dangerous as far as interpreting exactly how you feel or demonstrating exactly how you feel? Well, I think sometimes you become vulnerable and it becomes dangerous to you because then you open yourself up to a lot of things you know people have opinions and criticisms and so forth and I think where I am right now in my life there used to be a time where those opinions and criticisms used to really hurt me but I think I have a pretty thick skin now because I realize you know what opinions are like I mean everybody has them and everybody's entitled to them just like I'm entitled to mine so with that kind of understanding I feel like I can go forth and still do my thing and there's an audience that has been die hard for me it's been there and it's been growing so I just still go to them and and to me that's the the biggest critic This is Brendan O'Shea. For a deeper dive into my interviews and features, please explore tall-poppies.com. That's tall-poppies.com. I appreciate your interest and hope you enjoy the content. <laughs>